Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. How sweet it is to be loved by you. Guests appear on the Smile Center hotline, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios, with Jeff Hawkins on today's show, presented by Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas, online at redrivertoyota.com. We're back with the Gabe Kuhn Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. Needed someone to understand my ups and downs. There you Jeff Calkins is columnist of the Daily Memphian, and also host of the Jeff Calkins Show, 9 to 11, right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. He is on X on Twitter, at Jeff underscore Calkins. Jeff, how's it going? Oh, it's okay. It's okay. I went over to the uh, – I'd never been to the offices of Ballin, Ballin, Fishman, whatever it is, before today. Right. Uh, when I went over there to hear the latest in the uh, Michael Orr saga. I'm not writing about it, but I did go listen to what was said and uh, otherwise, I'm just enjoying the uh, splendid weather. Anything, uh, anything uh, new that you learned from hearing those comments today and hearing that that presser? Well, a lot of it was the same, right? Uh, I think then the 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 and again, you know, whatever. Like this is all one side versus the other side. So I'll tell you what they said without vouching for it one way or another. So what they said was the the, the clarifications and. The, the, about things that we didn't necessarily know before. One is, and this was kind of interesting, because one of the big questions was, why did the con- the conservatorship persist? Like, wh- why, you know, he's, what is he, 37 now? Right. Why are we still doing the conservatorship? And what they said, I'm just telling you what they said, was the conservatorship was set up to get past the NCAA. That once that happened, like, all of his contracts as an NFL player, because typically if you really are running a conservatorship like the Britney Spears thing, right? Right. You know, then, then her dad is running every contract through the conservatorship. He's, she's taken all the money. He didn't get like whatever. Here, what they said was, um, as a professional, once he, he did all his own contracts, he picked his own agents, he did his own shoe deals, he will ever, nothing was run through the conservatorship. So it never occurred to anyone to say, hey, we got to get rid of this conservatorship because no one it essentially has been inactive since he was in college, yeah. basically. So that was the, the first thing. And that answers the question because I think a lot of people are like, if there's some impression that like every, you know, paycheck he got from the Ravens or something went through the conservatorship, <laughs> right. that's just not true. Right. The conservatorship, 
uh, really apparently really has never had any sort of money go through it one way or another. So at least that's what they say. Uh, the second thing, they put a, a number on, because, you know, you and I have talked about, you know, there was the initial $14,000 that uh, Sean told me they all got right up front. And then there was Sean Jr. talking about how they've gotten additional payments. And uh, what, what they said was, is to the best of their estimation, that everyone in the family has gotten from beginning to end through the entire deal, about a hundred thousand dollars from the movie. And that they say that Michael has gotten every penny that he has been owed, that he actually wasn't that interested in getting the checks at one point. And Sean would always send them off to him anyway. And then at the last few years, when I gather it's been pretty bitter between them, it feels like um, that's when they decided to set up the, uh, you know, the account for, for Michael Orr's son, and they put the checks in there. But basically what he's saying is, is that everyone got roughly, if you add it all up, everyone got a hundred thousand dollars from the movie. Um, Let's see, what else did they say? They said that uh, they said that the, they have been estranged for nearly 10 years now. I think that was the phrase. So that's sort of interesting. Like it was, it it was not the, the idea that this is a, you know, it, we had already heard Did, from the other lawyer that this is that this was, you know, there been other this has been brewing. But I, I'd never heard that long a time period. And the time period was that increasingly estranged over 10 years. And oh, and I think this was the good. This is the best thing that was said. The best thing that was said, which I do agree on, is it will be a reasonably easy matter. They're happy to have a consent decree to dissolve the conservatorship because they say it's not active anyway. And they will be happy to have an accounting of the dollars and it'll be a reasonably simple thing to do that, which I think is true because there is a contract out there and then there are deposit slips and checks and whatever else. So it's not going to be some complicated matter to calculate whether Michael Orr did get the hundred thousand dollars, or didn't get the hundred thousand dollars, or whether there, someone was owed more than, or if it was a hundred thousand dollars, right? Yeah, or if it was, if it was, yeah. yeah, if it was or wasn't, or if someone was owed more. So it seems like, from that perspective, happily, there seems like there might be an easy way through this. Um, so anyway, those are to me the most interesting things that were said today that sort of clarified some of the things that I think people have been thinking about. When, when you talked to Sean on Monday, I know I, I probably brought this up on Monday when you did talk to him. Did he, I mean, was there, was there some surprise to, to this coming out? I mean, was, was he surprised that Michael went this direction? At the time he said, I think he was surprised. I think he was surprised that on this, it pretty clearly, they're not surprised that there was, um, okay. that there was, I mean, I say this in retrospect, like looking at all of the stuff like today, one of the, another things that were said was that that there are text messages. You know how the other lawyer yesterday yeah, of Michael him trying Singer, to get money name, out he of talked the about. Right. And Steve Farise, who's one of the local lawyers, said that he represented the Tuies during this, that those the previous episodes and that they have text messages um, you know, that indicate fully what happened and played out. Hopefully, honestly, that it never comes to seeing those because that means the ugliness will continue. But so pretty clearly, I don't think Sean was surprised 
that it necessarily came to this. I think he was surprised that it came to this, you know, that day or, but I, pretty clearly things have been spiraling. So Sean did express to me, yes, we're surprised. Okay. We're, I think the word was devastated, stunned, whatever else. Yep. But looking back at it, it may be that the surprise was more of, all right, well, this is the day when it broke rather than yep. that this happened that this happened and maybe he really went to these lengths like coming to grips with that yeah that that he actually did that the 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 um it's funny like i i continue to wrestle with this and and it's a not happy happy story either way i do think one way to sort of make sense of it is to think because it has been my now i'm going purely over into the realm of opinion that's that's fine it it is it is my opinion (laughs) looking at what, whatever, that I suspect this idea that that Michael Orr got every penny he was quote-unquote owed, my guess is is that we will find that is true under the terms of the contract, right? Under the terms mm-hmm. of this 2.5%. Yep. It sounds like, I don't know this, that that, that the twoies were pretty, pretty uh, thorough in, in making sure that Michael got his checks. Mm-hmm. I think if you want to go back and say, well, where's the, I mean, the, you know, where's the, okay, that, that may be true, but maybe, how about look back at those, maybe in the moment that they came up with that deal, yes, right, that's when Michael Orr should have, someone should have said, you know, it's kind of Michael's story. Maybe we don't need to split this five ways. Maybe we really need to make sure that that he's getting, you know, 10% of the movie deal. Maybe, mm-hmm. You know, that he wasn't well protected. Right. I don't think anyone anticipated this, but that he wasn't well protected then. So I think it's fine to say that under the terms of what happened, Michael Orr got every penny. If you believe he got every yeah. penny, I, I think it's probably likely that he got basically what was owed under the terms of this deal that they had with Michael Lewis, where he did get two and a half percent, which adds up to a hundred thousand dollars. That basically is consistent with what Sean jr. Said, whatever else, I wouldn't be surprised if he got all that money. I also wouldn't be, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be, uh, at all. I wouldn't argue if someone said, yeah, well, how come that was all the money he got? Like how right. come the deal Correct. wasn't structured? So he didn't get more money than that. Yep. Right. I don't think that's something that he will have a le- a basis to argue legally. about legally, but I think if you want to look globally, like, well, maybe the kid who was at the heart of this should have gotten more than one fifth of two and a half percent. And so yeah. maybe someone should have been representing him. That also presumes though, that at the time that anyone was aware that this was going to be this, you know, like I, you know, and so, but anyway, I, I, I thought today was, again, I think we're all getting a little weary of this story just because yeah. it's so unfortunate. And I really do feel bad for everybody involved, but um, but I thought I thought in particular the stuff about the conservatorship, which people have been asked about, honestly nationally. Like I was watch, I listened to a podcast today all about this. It was like, why is the conservatorship still going? And at least from their perspective, it essentially wasn't right. It was a thing that they did, but but none of his dealings as a when he was a Raven or in the NFL or whatever he made thirty four million. Um, in in contracts, I think he had three different agents. I know he had, I know he had Drew Rosenhaus. I know he had Jimmy. He had Jimmy when he was drafted, um, and he had Drew Rosenhaus, and he was represented. And none of that money, at least according 
to uh, to these folks. None of that money yeah. or none of that. And he never alleged that either. And he never alleged that. And I'm glad you brought right. it up this way about, you know, uh, maybe legally in the contract by the by the terms of the contract, he may have gotten what he's what he's owed. But should that have been more this, this whole thing? And Connor, and I have talked about it, about it like all week. Legality versus morality. I mean, that's what this that's what it strikes to me. Just because it's legal does not mean it's moral. But I mean, ultimately, we'll. I, I, do you still sort of stand by what you said yesterday? Do you think this is all going to be settled behind closed doors? Will there be will, will there be closure for well, the like public said, that the that the public seems to want at this moment? Yeah, at some level, it's funny. At some level, there was a recent case where where I forget what it was. It was settled, and so we didn't hear anything. Right. <laughs> and to me, that's that 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 would be for the best. If ever you know whatever, go ahead and cut the deal. We don't need to hear anything about it, et cetera. I do believe that if, that the, again, the part that I've always balked at is this idea, because it just didn't make sense to me, that the Tuies were doing this as some grand scheme to take his money right. or that they were shorting him money. I, I've never believed that. and But that's just my own sense of things. And so if it comes to an accounting, I suspect it will be pretty easy to do the accounting. Um, and then yes, and then we'll get, I guess there'll be resolution that way. I guess my hope is, and who knows, maybe now that it's gotten this far and, and there's some pretty harsh things being said on both sides. So maybe that'll stand in the way of a settlement, but you know, uh, it, it feels like that there should be some happy way to resolve this, um, and, and to make it go away so we could, you know, so we'll, we'll, We'll start focusing on other maybe things. not so much happy, but clean, right? Maybe yeah, not right. so much uh, yeah. happy. No, yeah, it, it's gonna be, it's, yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. That, that it will be clean. Yeah, that it'll be that'll be wrapped up and and uh, and no longer public. Now on to other things. Talking with Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins on X Daily Memphian columnist. Also Jeff Calkins show nine to eleven right here on ninety two nine FM ESPN. Uh, we do have some more sort of realignment discussion. Brett Yormark was talking with John Oran and, and our Andrew Marshan on their podcast and said UConn and Gonzaga, that didn't work out because our dream scenario unfolded in front of us, but we still have to deal with the Pac-12. And I, I'm sure you've discussed a lot of these ideas on your show, but we've heard about a AAC Pac-12 merger, a Pac-12 Mountain West merger, four AAC teams going to the Pac-12 to make them whole for the meantime. What's your what's your sort of preferred outcome when it comes to these these four Pac-12 schools? Well, so honestly, um, it's odd because John Martin said, "I'm not thinking about this anymore." I'm Done. I'm no longer thinking about it. And then they all they can talk do on their shows. Talk about <laughs> exactly. It. So, right. so, so, so <laughs> I really haven't talked about it much because, okay. but, but, I mean, listen. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If you could, I think the ideal scenario, if you're just waving a wand, the ideal scenario is you take the best of the AAC, somehow splice them onto the Pac-12, Keep the uh, keep the uh, you know the the ticket to the playoff for the two years that it might still be existence, <laughs> and then figure it out down the road. Yes. You know, like like, but I don't I don't think that's likely. Right. I, but but because and and the part that again once once again we're trafficking things that we know nothing about, um, or we don't know the behind the scenes situation. I just think that there are current contracts in place, right? Mm-hmm. Like there. There's all kinds of current contracts and obligations and things in place, and I have not slowed down enough to study what the impediments to that are. It just feels like there are impediments to it. It also feels like, although that is what would be my favorite solution, it doesn't feel like that's Stanford's favorite solution. Right. You know? <laughs> and so you can't, like, you can't force Stanford to be in a conference, that, you know, so – I don't know. Do you have an instinct? I mean, I don't really have an instinct. Like, I I guess for Memphis's sake, my favorite scenario, which is a complete dream scenario and not realistic, um, uh, would be invite for four AAC schools making it over to the Pac-12. You you get the top four Mountain West schools going over to the Pac-12. It remains autonomous. Stanford and Cal stay there. But that's, again... It's not I, happening. I don't. There's no assurances no, that that's, that's going to happen. In fact, I bet against it. Yeah, I want what you want. Oh, we and we we're, you're doing a three way one too. You're getting yes, the best yes, of, best of, of all West worlds. Yes, exactly. Um, and you stay of, autonomous, and everybody's happy, and the Pac-12 is whole, and George Klyavkov somehow comes out of this uh, looking at least like he saved the Pac-12, and he becomes a better commissioner for it. That that's my that's my dream happy. Everyone's I, I happy. I, I I co-signed that. It was funny, Jason and John, in talking about this today. This is an interesting question. So, one of the things they were talking about is is that if in the end football splits off, right, in this yeah. world where quote unquote football splits off, they then completed the thought by saying, you know, if football splits off, you can then have basketball programs, etc., which you know coalesce around logical geographic right. conferences, etc., and. In theory, that sounds fine to me. The problem is this. Let's just let's wave your wand and stipulate a world where football splits off. Uh-huh. Do we really believe that, like, Louisville is going to leave the ACC and come back and play Memphis? <laughs> no. Or that Houston, no. And, that Houston and Cincinnati are going to leave whatever this Big 12 is and come back and play Memphis? Not even or remotely. Like, so I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think people don't finish the thought. Okay, they split <laughs> off. Then what? 
and then then what gets uh, Memphis out of being in the crappy basketball conference that they're in? Like what gets them back with Houston or Cincinnati or Louisville or whoever you want to be be placed in a conference with? And I what I actually would suspect would happen was that if football splits off, basketball would go with them or yep. something like because basketball players want to get paid too. So if we're imagining a football world where football splits off and they're uh, and they're they're actually treated as employees and whatever. Uh, well, why wouldn't basketball players want that too? I don't. The the only way it would work is if you had sort of your conferences stay alive in the uh, in basketball and you just go completely nuts with football. I don't know how it would work. Like I again, but even when Rick Pitino said this, like Rick Pitino, and I agree with his right. sentiment about you know every other sport besides football caring about the regional rivalries and. And keeping those alive, like I agree with him, but it's easier said than done. I don't. I don't think you can do That's it realistically. It's great to say that. And let's go back to okay. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to football. You go off and do your thing, and we're the rest of us. We're going to pretend it's 1978, and you just go back to where you were. <laughs> metro conference. Where's the metro? But, but yeah, but I don't think most people are going to be game. Like a lot of schools aren't going to be game for that. You know, like so. I think that would be great, but I don't because there's don't, also basketball money involved in these TV meteorite deals too. Right. So, <laughs> um, anyway, I like your plan though. I like this whole yeah. two-way merger and uh, and listen, if you can pull that off, Gabe, I think. I'll, never mind, Clea. I think you can be commissioner. Let, let me, I, like, but let me call Kleafkov first. I'll be his right-hand uh-huh. man through this whole process. That would work too. Yeah. I hear you. Now talking with Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins. Last thing for you, Jeff. Um, are is is the fear in your heart getting larger and larger now that Dalvin Cook is a jet for your Buffalo Bills? Where are you at? Uh, no, no, <laughs> I, I I don't really. I, I know I am very wary of the uh, threats that yes. loom for the Buffalo Bills in the AFC East. But honestly, it's not Dalvin Cook. Um, it's not Dalvin Cook who really he scares helps. me. It's, he it's there. Right? It's Quinn and Williams who scares me, and Aaron yep. Rodgers who scares me, and and um, and so I think it's a good team, and I think I think the Dolphins are a good team, and the truth of the matter is, I think the Patriots are an underrated team, um, and uh, certainly defensively, and I can't be the mess that they are offensively, but. The addition of Zeke Elliott in New England or Dalvin Cook. I mean, it's partly how we feel about running backs now, right? Like, yeah. I don't think, I don't think that's the needle mover. For I don't. Jets. But I'll say this: Zeke Elliott versus Dalvin Cook. That's a different no, conversation, they're not the same right? Player. But they're Dalvin Cook player. added to everything else. I think adds another, another fear, another fear for what that Jets offense could be. But again, right. offensive line—they if they stink offensive the, line wise, he's it still matter. on the physically unable to perform list. Yeah, and the Bills get him in the first week, so hopefully he's slow healer. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. They just got Brees Hall off the uh, PUP list. Recently. Well, that's the other thing is if Brees Hall is healthy, he scares me as much as Dalvin Cook does. Like I, you yeah. know, I, if I uh, honestly, and so I think Dalvin Cook is particularly useful because. Um, you know, you, 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 you need two or whatever else if Bruce, Bruce Hall is, but, 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 um, I don't know. I, I'm, uh, yes, it's, it's all, it all, it's all scary, but, uh, but that's not the most scary thing to me. And then I just hope that the head coaching, I, I don't really know, but I, I hope they're going to just screw it up. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, 
I don't rule out the possibility that the Jets can ruin it. So uh, that, we'll see. That's one thing I brought up with the whole Aaron Rodgers saga, him going to the Jets. He is with the Packers. They're a stable organization. They've been that way since the beginning of time in the NFL. Jets are, I mean, since Joe Namath, historically bad. Like they have not, they have not yeah. been a good, they have not been a good organization. So he has to sort of beat out the organization's past to in go win a Super Bowl. I think I, I may have said this recently on the show. I, just because an organ, uh, uh, a franchise has been bad, doesn't mean it will always be right. bad. Like we, the Saints were like the Aints for forever, the bags and the over the head and whatever else, and then they get good management. And all of a sudden, you can uh, what is historically a hideous franchise can become a good franchise. You know, it was a horrible franchise for the longest time. The Pats, the Pats were a terrible franchise. Yep. Uh, and then, uh, but then Robert Kraft bought them, and all of a sudden they become a, and Bill Belichick gets there, and Brady, and then all of a sudden they become a great franchise. And um, so, my hope is, and I don't really know. My hope is that Robert Sala is a horrible head coach, and. <laughs> And and but I don't I don't, I don't think know I, hard knocks know. I kind of like him I don't mind him I didn't I, I didn't uh, I didn't watch the most recent one but you watch, you watched episode one I, I, yeah. I, he seems no, to be no, a the, cool the, guy the, the, I, I guess I'm kind of rooting for him but you do have the rooting interest against him I have to root against him yes I get yes that. absolutely right yeah but I, so. I wouldn't say I'm rooting against him but that's 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 your prerogative you got you it. have an NFL team I don't I'm agnostic but I just watch it. It's great, honestly. It's it, you know I dealt with the St. Louis that way. Have you ever been yes. tempted to like pick an NFL team, or do you I, find yourself I've got, gravitating towards an I NFL mean, team? Th- certain matchups in the playoffs, I can gravitate mm-hmm. okay, toward a certain it, team. There's that's no, different. You don't though, have a right? warm spot in your heart for uh, no for the I don't, Ravens. I don't. No. It, well, in in I, you understand it, right? From St. Louis, St. Louis St. Rams Louis, right. completely ruined Did everything. You like them me. when they were there? Uh, were too much. Too much. Oh, <laughs> I was I, I was way too involved. That's why I am uh, I agnostic see. now. I am. Well, I then, feel. Then I get that totally. Yes, yes. but uh, yeah. yeah, I just don't want to get hurt like I did with the St. Louis Rams at the end. Right. No. No. I. I can. I think if if the Bills left Buffalo ever, just like if the Grizzlies if the Grizzlies ever left Memphis, I'm not predicting that or anything right. else. I think it would be hard to. I, I certainly wouldn't root for the Grizzlies at that point. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think it would be hard to then adopt any any NBA team. I'm I'm 100 percent with you. If yeah. and if the Bills left Buffalo, I'd hate. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, no. You can I, say I hate. Root for, you can say hate. I, I would. I would, I would hate word, them. But you can say it. When I was a child, the Buffalo Braves left uh, my city. Bob McAdoo, Ernie DiGregorio, that whole group, and they went to the Clippers. They became the Clippers. And I was out on the NBA for a long time, really until. Uh, Eh, I like the Celtics in college, and then the Grizzlies come here. So yeah, yeah. So, but but it takes a while. It takes a while to heal the heart, Gabe. Yes, and, and I'll, I'll be agnostic until my heart heals, and I don't know yeah. if it ever will. But Jeff, appreciate it, man. We'll do it yep. again tomorrow. Yep. Thanks, Jeff. Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins on X Daily Memphian, and also Jeff Calkins Show nine to eleven right here on these airwaves. Now, Oxbow's family owned and operated retail store that's been making waves in East Memphis for over a decade. They always have new arrivals. They had the Hush Y'all collection for the tournament. Hope y'all took advantage of it, but they have Memphis-themed gifts and tees, vintage vinyl for music lovers, sports memorabilia for the diehard fans, hunting and outdoor essentials for the 
Adventurous Souls. You can go find them at 964 June Road, off Poplar on June Road, behind the Amico Station. They have Memphis Tigers favorites, your SEC favorites. You can make sure you go find that in their top summer brands. They have all of those things in their top summer brands. Genteel Apparel, Free Fly, Fair Harbor, Duckhead, Miz and Main, again, 964 June Road, off Poplar on June Road, behind the Amico Station is where you can find Oxbow. And you can go online as well, shopoxbow.com. Use my promo code, The Gabe Show, all caps, one word, no spaces, The Gabe Show. And when you go for checkout at shopboxbow.com, you can get 20% off. So whether you're searching for that perfect outfit, unique gifts, vintage vinyl, sports memorabilia, or hunting and outdoor essentials, local Oxbow has you covered. Shop local, shop Oxbow. Now, Connor has taken a look, and he has re-watched the blind side, and he has some things that he has to bring up to us on the other side with this Michael Orr Tui feud going on right this second. We'll be right back, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Coon Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. It's the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Now Connor Dunning, being the movie man that he is, saw this story about Michael Orr and the Tuies on Monday with the allegations back and forth, and he's decided to watch this movie back so you don't have to. And uh, I, honestly, Connor, I want to start with the good. Let's start with the good before we get to the bad. The good in, okay, so <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I did this so you didn't have to. I know I'm a hero, but <laughs> so the good. The performances are good. The yes, performances yes, are really good. Sandra Bullock is fantastic she, uh, in Oscar, the movie. Oscar-winning performance. And I, I do want to state that those that are calling for Sandra Bullock to give up her Oscar, <laughs> I think ridiculous. that that's absolutely ridiculous. Ludicrous. This this is a woman who just lost a long-term partner. Let's leave her alone. She has nothing yes. to she has nothing to do with this situation. She obviously didn't know what was going on, but she is great. Tim McGraw is really good in the movie too. Lily Collins is good. The kid that plays SJ is good. I can't remember his name right now. Um, you know the performances are really good. I do like the music. Carter Burrell, you know, pretty good, pretty good music. Yeah. Um, that's about it. That's, that's, oh, gosh, that's about. I was gonna say that's about so this it. Is, so you, with all with all the good, it's just like, well, I guess they did a good job of setting up the story. Sure. And yeah, they 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 wrote their own script here, right? So, and they had good actors. That that's the good. That's where the good stops. It's just you know, it, it's a feel good movie in theory. Yes. But. When it's we now have the in, when we have the information that we have now, it just changes the way you watch the movie. It just it really does. There's no way to not look at it in a different light because of the information that we have now. Um, Kathy Bates also fantastic. Pro- maybe my favorite she part of the movie. She was a Democrat. I will get there. I will get to that, Gabe. I will. Yes. I have that written down. I will get there. That's a real quote that <laughs> happened. But I will get there. But Kathy Bates might might be my favorite part of the movie. Um, she's fantastic in it. So the performances are really good. Let's dive into it. I have four pages of notes here. Okay. We may not get through them all. Let's go. Um, I just thought the movie opening with Joe Theismann's leg break is wild. Yes. It, that's just hilarious. And it, and it's also, <laughs> it, it opens with Joe Theismann's leg break and then goes straight into Matt Hasselbeck highlights. Throw in heat for 2009. That's just, that's fantastic. Um, it does show and explain the importance of a left tackle and the blind side. I will give the movie credit there. It fully makes you buy into that offensive lineman. Or it may be the most important position in football. So yeah. I got to give the movie credit there. Um, it does I show. I that. Now, the weird stuff starts here. They show Michael being unbelievable at basketball mm-hmm. in, the, in the opening credits of the movie. 
They then pretend later in the movie he has no athletic ability, yes. no athletic IQ, and has never touched a sports ball before. He looks completely confused. So that didn't make any sense. I'm not quite sure why that decision was made. That was one of my biggest issues when watching it even back then, even in 09. Yeah, it was a feel-good story, but they drew him as this big oaf, and that's what people ran with and yeah. believed to be the truth. They made it seem as if he did not have any type of, you know, he had he had nothing before he got to the Tuies. That, that was the biggest issue I had, just, uh, uh, you know, the crux of it for the whole movie. That right. was the problem. Right, and, and it was accurate at the beginning of the movie that he was staying with that man. Um, I think the biggest leap, that the movie really makes other than making Michael look just it's, it's a, it's really bad. When you rewatch it, the Michael or parts of when it's talking about his intelligence, when it's talking about his athletic ability, all of those things are actually kind of insulting when you watch it now. They're tough to get through, but another leap that the movie takes is it messes with the timeline a little bit because he met the toys when he was a sophomore. He was in, he was in the Briarcrest school system for a while before he moved in with the Tuies, he stayed with five different families. A lot of people didn't get credit for helping Michael in this movie that actually helped him in real yep. life. So I just I do want to put that out there. Um, the Hugh Freeze coach stand-in <laughs> looks like a saint, pun intended, in the movie. And it's pretty funny knowing who he is. He does have a line that says, you admit him because it's the right thing to do. Because Hugh Freeze definitely didn't oh, care right. about getting him on the football field. It was just because yeah, it was the right, the right thing, thing to do. To do. Um, 13 minutes into the movie, time stamped. It was 12.56. Uh, women's sports suck joke. 13 <laughs> minutes into the movie. Yep, haven't a, Has an age great. Um, Sandra Bullock is literally dressed in all white the first time you see her. Yep. Leanne Tui, dressing the white savior, dressing uh, dressing all white. Um, I did at this point jump into a couple of interviews with the family just to see how they talked about the story. And I will say, I, I also want to say this: the movie, you know, Chris Harrington did this too. It do, it never says adoption. The movie never says adoption. Legal However, guardians. they say legal guardians many times. They also never say the word conservatorship. <laughs> that's that's for damn sure. So they definitely don't say that. There is a scene where they make it appear like they are asking Michael to join the family, and he says, I already thought I was. They lay it on heavy, making you think that he was adopted. Now, they can legally say, oh, well, we didn't use the word adoption in the movie. Sure. But they'd certainly make, make the idea that he was adopted well, prevail. How many different interviews have we seen over the years where Leanne Tui was painted as adopted mom. Right. Adopted. Like, actually, that those were the words used. Adopted mom. In an, of a, in an ABC Michael. News interview uh, to promote the movie, it, she is referred to as the adoptive mother throughout, yes. throughout the interview, and she does not correct them. Um, SJ, who I will say the little kid gives a pretty good performance. Yes. He's, he's a little, you know, lightning rod. Yeah. But um, the first time he really speaks to Michael in the movie, he tells him to smile at the white kids so that they know he's friendly. <laughs> That's tough. That's, That's really tough. That's, That's brutal. brutal. That's brutal. Um, the first time that the Tuies really notice Michael in the movie outside of SJ's interaction with him is he is gathering popcorn in the gym to eat people's old popcorn. That did not happen in real life. Of course. That feels a bit dramatic. And also, in real life, the first time they saw Michael was during basketball practice. Oh. During basketball practice was the first time that they noticed So they Michael. didn't pick him up on the side of the road while he not. was walking away and trying to find somewhere to sleep that night. Yeah. They, they did not. But again, the movie's going to take some liberties. They can't share the full story. So I understand that one a little bit more. White Walls, the essay, was real, but it was written later in Michael's senior year, so it wasn't the first week 
he was there. I did think it was funny that in the movie, SJ bribes people with Taco Bell free meals. And um, honestly, I do the same, so I can't blame yep. him there. But what I also thought was funny is that later in the movie, they brag about how they wish they could sell the leftovers from the restaurants for profit <laughs> instead of giving them to homeless people. That's a real joke in the movie. Um, like I said, I do think that there's a History vs. Hollywood website that you can go to. You can see the real story of you know how they picked him up, how long it took for him to get there, how many people helped him, the time frames, things like that. That's the biggest thing that the movie kind of goes outside of is they change the timeline but again it is a dramatization of the situation i can't kill the movie too much for that i will say though watching the movie there is an uncomfortable feeling because pretty much every accomplishment that michael Orr has in this movie is credited to a white person yes his education his athletic ability him learning athletics him getting recruited all of these things none of them are ever directly credited to Mike. They are all because and a white person helped the, him get the, there. That can be a bit uncomfortable. The turn that it's taken with this news, too, that that exact fact right there, that's frustrating. It's very frustrating. Another odd thing, reading you know, just the history of the of the, the Tuies and, and Michael, in real life, uh, Sean was the one that took the initiative to really start helping Michael. In the movie, it's it, it Leanne. paints Leanne as being the savior, so I found... I found that uh, a little interesting. The first conversation that Sandra Bullock and Tim McGraw have when Michael is staying staying in their house, they offer him the home. It is, uh, do you think he's, he'll steal? Yep, that is that is one of them. Um, like I said, he didn't meet the family during Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, Leanne was never confronted in Hurt Village by people. That was the drama that was completely made up for the movie. Let's see uh, anything else we got here. Like I said, the football scenes are truly awful. They're, they're, yep. I mean, there's one point where he stops. He completely stops during the middle of a play because there's a balloon in the sky, yep. and it's like, come on, this guy, this is you, ridiculous. You, it's absolutely ridiculous. Again, big oaf is what they painted him The as. car wreck was actually pretty accurate, it seemed. Yep. The car wreck happened in real life. Um, again, one of the biggest things in the movie is that Leanne never marched on the field. She never had to motivate, motivate <laughs> Michael. She didn't she call never the coach. had to. I mean, I'm, in real life, I'm sure there were some racists around that they had to stand up to. But Michael was actually known for giving the finger to people on the field and being aggressive towards. Like he didn't, he didn't shy away from racists. He went right back at them. So that was another thing. But I, I think that the the biggest issue that I have with the movie is when you rewatch it, there's absolutely no way to avoid that everything that Michael does in the film is credited to a white person, and he doesn't really get much credit for being who he is. It's it's not a good representation of him. I understand his frustrations with it. The movie has not aged great. It is a rough watch. It really is. It's too long. It's way too long. And just knowing the history of this situation, when you rewatch the movie, it's not fun. It's yeah. not fun. You feel like you're getting through it, and it, it's awkward in many, many moments. Yep, no question. No question. Now... No, how you beat some awkwardness sometimes. You get some spirits there from Old Dominic. Old Dominic <laughs> Distillery. That would is probably the make the movie. The now, drink every single time somebody <laughs> yes, says Big Mike. Exactly. You'd be yes. dead in the first 10 minutes. Yes, but Old Dominic has a spirit for you, whether it's gin, vodka, the Hewling Station line. I have latched onto the Tennessee whiskey, though, and I got to tell you about the Tennessee whiskey made right here in the heart of downtown Memphis. Distilled, barreled, aged, bottled in Memphis. First time that's been the case since Prohibition, and the flavor is great. Maple sugar, charcoal, distilling. And it's going to have that sweet note. You can drink it neat, put it on ice, mix it in your favorite cocktail. You're going to love it. Um, it's available everywhere, so you can ask for it by name. It's your favorite locally owned liquor store, favorite locally owned restaurant. And also, don't stop there. Head on downtown to that state-of-the-art distillery where you can get all of their products. You can book a tour and tasting. Go to olddominic.com to do that. Uh, you can join them just for a, a night out in style. Go to the bar. They'll make a craft cocktail for you. And if you are looking to host a event, they can do that for you. Wedding, wedding, reception. 
Um, Old Dominic also is the official spirit of the Memphis Grizzlies. They have two bar locations inside FedEx Forum where they're serving up craft cocktails. Whether you're watching a game, you're seeing an artist, watching a comedian, they will be there for you. Old Dominic Distillery, come say hi. Now it's time for Small Talk and Hard Knocks Episode 2 came out last night. I think we're going to go ahead and review that next on the Gabe Kuncho 92.9 FM ESPN. The legend of Zaxby's hand-breaded chicken. The fire of roasted corn. The crunch of tortilla strips. The kick of Southwest Ranch. That's right, y'all. You better saddle up because the Southwest salad is back for a limited time. And as always, it's not for the faint of flavor. So order the Southwest salad in the Zaxby's Rewards app while it's still on the horizon. Woo, saucy! Zaxby's. Response to the all-new Genesis Diamonds has been incredible. People are loving what we've brought to Memphis. Genesis is a different kind of jewelry store with more jewelry than you've ever seen in one place at prices you never thought possible. What people really love about Genesis is the transparency, the education. Genesis is revealing all the long-held secrets of the diamond industry. We'll teach you how to buy like a dealer buys, how to understand the ways diamonds are priced by the wholesalers, how slight variations in size and clarity can translate into thousands in savings passed along to you. At Genesis, our non-commissioned diamond experts are here to guide you every step of the way. Our diamond education will make you a better, more informed consumer. Even if you don't buy from us, we'll make you a more dangerous shopper when you visit other places. Discover the Genesis difference, forever changing how people in Memphis buy diamonds and fine jewelry. Now open at Poplar and Perkins, the official jeweler of the Tennessee Titans. The false frequencies of real creative energy live celebrating 50 years of hip hop. One set, one night. With myself, LL Cool J, and the Roots as the musical backbone. Featuring DJ Jazzy Jeff, DJ Z Trip, Rakim, Dougie Fresh, Big Boy, Juvenile, Slick Rick, Jadicus, MC Light, and more. This Tuesday night, FedEx Forum. Buy tickets at LifeNation.com. Don't miss LL Cool J and friends. The false, gonna be galactic, baby. Gabe Kuhn here for FanDuel Sportsbook. The baseball season is heading into the back stretch. Get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Gabe K. That's my promo code, G-A-B-E-K, to join today. Don't miss out on your chance for a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Gabe K, G-A-B-E-K, to sign up. FanDuel is the official partner of Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 21 plus and present. In Tennessee, first online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets, which expire in seven days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduelcom sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. All 650 acquisitions, E30,000 miles, 20 cents excess mileage, Forte PE 659-993, MSRP 22,540, Nero P5015237, MSRP 413,990, EV6 P560339, MSRP 50,200, includes all rebates in this industry, must finance through Hyundai, excludes tax on license with approved credit, see dealer for details, offer valid through 9523, dealer stock only, warranties limited, powertrain warranty, see Kia.com or retailer for details. I got Jeff Allen on the line. Hey, what's the scoop over there at Gossip Kia South Mount Moriah? Randy, we got deals everyone wants. How about 41 MPG Highway, 2023 Kia Forte LXS 249 a month, 2999 due at signing. Hey, Jeff, give me some EV scoop. 2023 Nero EV win, 253 miles of EPA estimated range, 292 a month. And a 2023 Kia EV6 win with up to 134 city, 101 highway MPGE. Only 425 a month, both 49.99 due at signing, all
all 36-month lease. And Kia's 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty to boot. So whether you live in Horn Lake, South Haven, Olive Branch, or Memphis, you'll be happy, happy at Gossip Kia on Mount Moriah. 2680 Mount Moriah or com. Here on 92.9, we talk ball every weekday from 4 till 7 p.m. Except right now. It's time for Big Man Small Talk on 92.9's Gabe Coon Show. And Small Talk is brought to you by the Memphis Touchdown Club. They have their eight-part speaker series coming up this fall at Hilton Memphis. If you need tickets, if you need information, there's only one website to go to, memphistdclub.com. Now, Hard Knocks Episode 2 came out, and Oz Perlman stole the show to start it. I have to say, I am... I am blown away by David Blaine type stuff. This is the mentalist guy? Yeah, this is Oz the mentalist. I I couldn't believe what he was able to pry from these guys. I brought up the McCall Hardman situation where he already had it written down on a poster board before McCall Hardman even went. And I wonder if he does do you think like he's got to do some type of research ahead of time cuz he's got to know who he's going to pick out, right? To get into their head. But that was just insane. We need to have him by 92.9, see if he can do it to us. Yeah, sure. Uh, there's some <laughs> linguist trick, I think, to where you can lead people to the conclusion that you want them to have, but I have no idea how it works. I'm far too dumb. He knows what he's doing. Yes. He knows what he's yes. doing. Yeah. Now, um, there were fights all over the place, Hell but yeah. that's, that's dog days of camp. We talked with Ryan Silverfield earlier in the show about it. When you get in the dog days of camp, I hate when people overreact to fights and try to make it about, oh, well, they're not coming together as a team. You're going to have fights, and that's just how it works. Um, but they were fighting every other play. It was unbelievable to see. Quinnen Williams claimed he had 11 sacks in their joint practice versus the Panthers, and I don't doubt him. Every single time they showed him, I didn't add up the amount of sacks he had. Every single time they showed him, he was getting a sack. He is going to be unbelievable this year. And that's what you, that's what you hope. You give a guy a whole lot of money, you don't want him to just sit on that money. Looks like Quinnen Williams is a worker. Looks like he's going to go make something happen. Will McDonald who is a really good edge rusher. He had a sack in their game against the Panthers. I didn't realize his look. He has got piercings all over the place. He's got face tats, too. I, I didn't realize that Will McDonald, he, yeah, he's an he's a NFL player with face tattoos. So that's interesting. It would be kind of, I mean, good thing he got it in the NFL, i got to say. It's, it's, he, he has a job it's where he's, he's wearing a helmet. I, I'm not him. saying you should judge anybody by, the, by how they look, but it's, it's usually harder to yeah. It helps jobs. that you have a helmet on. Yes, it helps. Well it done. Helps. Well done. Um, Aaron Rodgers speaks to coaches like their dogs. I mean, just he really does. And I could tell when he was talking to Panthers O-line coach James Campen, who was a longtime uh, O-line coach for the uh, Packers, you could tell Aaron Rodgers was like, put that in. Put that in. He walked up to James Camp, and first thing he says, he goes, you're fat as S. <laughs> you're fat as S. He goes, you told me I was going to be able to kick you in the balls if you, were, uh, if you were anything over 270, and apparently he was over 270. He did not kick him in the nads, though. That was nice. Um, and Salah, it's very clear, because we talked about this last week when they had the crossover practice and they were depressed about where the O-line was at. Robert Salah got in front of the team. He knows their issue. He knows the big question. He called out the offensive line in a big way. I mean, he went after him. So hopefully that brings them along, and we'll see what happens. Makai Becton was sort of featured at the end with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers said, you want to go have lunch with me this week? We need to sit down at some point. Makai Becton has to come along for that O-line to be good. That's a first-round pick they've gotten nothing out of. And he's got talent. He's 6'8", 360 pounds out of Louisville. I liked him out of, out of college, but he's got to make something happen. And then the final thing, before we transition and bring on Ty Richardson, the rookie show was a pure – it was embarrassing. You're going to probably watch it tonight when you get to it, Connor. 
this was as bad of a rookie show as I've ever seen. Oh, man. That's disappointing. It made me, it angered me. Apparently, I, I would imagine they said they're going to run it back. C.J. Mosley got up. He goes, you guys sucked. We're going to do this again <laughs> next week. So I think we'll get a better version that next week. But it was horrible. I mean, not, not a laugh. And they were throwing paper balls at him the whole time, booing him. So they deserve to get booed. They Rookies, do. you got to step up to the plate, man. Yeah. You got you to bring something to Come the on. table. That ain't, that bring ain't. the noise. You got a song. It's something you you know, gotta, simple. You, you got to be better. You got to be better. But let's, uh, without further ado, go ahead and get to a break. And Ty Richardson will join talk some SEC and college football next on the Gabe Kuhn Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 